Shanice and friend, I'm Shanice, and I have my friends Torrent and Rashad back this week. Say hello, guys. What's up? What's going so, on? So, yeah, introduce yourselves. Torrent, this is your first time on here, so we'll let you introduce yourself first. Uh, hello, folks. I'm Torrent. Uh, I'm a diehard Eagles fan. Been uh, that way since birth. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all needs to be said. I mean, you know, the pedigree of Philly is 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 the pedigree. So, so can I ask you a question? And I'm just putting you on the spot because I want to. Um, you're a Phillies fan, but you're not from Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. Are Absolutely, you? I'm from the great first state, our president's home. I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. But you know, similar to a bunch of other places in the country, you've got to you know you've got to fall in line with where you are. You know, obviously Delaware doesn't have a team. Uh, New Jersey technically has two, but has none. So, you know, generally gravitate towards uh, where you are. And my entire family, uh, for the most part, diehard Eagles fans. And then growing up in that area, in our backyard, like being there, it just kind of, it's it's kind of. That's where it is. Yeah. Okay. So you're, so Delaware, so most people in Delaware are Eagles fans? Yeah. I was it was in the mall in Delaware this weekend. I was like, there's so many Eagle stuff here. Like, is yeah. it close? Well, yeah. Like, literally, my house is about 25 minutes from the Philly airport. Oh. And, yeah, most of us are. Like, a lot of the Eagles live in Delaware because, you know, no tags. So, you know. Does Jalen live there? Oh, God. <laughs> I just, I'm just. Number, number I just want to know if you know. I just want to know if you know. Do you like him for his skill? I like him for a lot of things. Come on, we ain't we talking football. We talking. Right, we are talking about. Is Jalen not a football player? You, strictly football. You want to throw? You know that's what you worried about other stuff. Anyways, <laughs> Rashad. Well, everyone knows, but Rashad, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm back, everybody. I'm back. Um, Rashad Fox, uh, Commanders fan, Washington Commanders fan. No, it don't, I don't feel like it needs to be said that I'm a I'm a diehard Commanders fan. I mean, because we. we it's no bandwagon commander fans. I mean, it's no reason to be a bandwagon commander <laughs> fan. So, yeah, I'm a commanders fan, uh, born in Washington, D.C., so it, it's only right. I think you're actually, that's probably the most true statement I've ever heard. You really just can't be a diehard, I mean, a bandwagon. You either are or you're just not. <laughs> There's right. no in between. I'm loyal. I'm, lo I'm loyal to mine. That's all I got to say. I love it. I love it. Look, we're going to hop right into this week's match. Let's get to it. Listen, this week was absolutely crazy. Um, you had a lot of shakeups. You had a few upsets, um, games that were going one way by one half and a totally different way by the next. So, you know what, Torn, we'll start with you. Philly's on the top of the NFC East. Um, but took their first L this week from the Jets, who, again, I, look, that wasn't on my bingo card for this week. I mean, you guys, what was it? had never lost to the Jets and right. did it with Zach Wilson. So, yeah, tell us about your game. You know, I mean, it, I think it's pretty indicative of who we are right now. Um, and that's strong, getting stronger. 
But we got to cut out the careless mistakes. Like, I mean, you know, from my perspective, uh, the two big critical things for me were one, Lane Johnson leaving the game. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a that's a, a necessary piece of our O-line. And then after that, you know, Jalen's got to just be Jalen. You know, he he needs to stop thinking when he thinks too much. Um, a prime example, last uh-huh. play of the game, you know, Devontae's open. He's open. And if you watch the tape, he's open for about the first two 2.5 seconds, which is when you need to be throwing the ball. Hurts dances, dances. By the time he throws the ball, Devontae's in double coverage. It is what it is. So it's those little things. I mean, if you know, if we take 2.5 seconds and make a different decision, we're talking about how the Eagles came back, won the game, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not, you know, I'm not overly concerned. I, I don't want to take the cop out. Oh, I'm glad we've got the L out the way because realistically we should have won the game. But I think absolutely. You know, I think I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I think of the two uh, undefeateds. I'd rather take our loss than the other, and what all came with that. So, okay. I mean, so I got to watch a little bit of your game. I mean, to me, the biggest thing that kind of was glaring was it was very obvious Jalen was having a bad game, and he couldn't shake it. You know, like most quarterbacks, you think of elite quarterbacks. Because my thing is, Jalen's in that elite quarterback conversation. When we talk about the Patrick Mahomes, you're talking, gen- you know, they'll talk AFC, right? Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. And then when they always go to NFC or a lot of times it's like, and Jalen Hurts, right? Like he's also one of those quarterbacks right now in the league who's just absolutely dominating. Good quarterbacks can have bad games. And to me, it was like Jalen started having a bad game and he never was able to shake it. Like yeah. it, was just, it was bad and it just he never was able to kind of snap out of it. Um, I mean, all the way to the very end. I'll say he never got in a rhythm. Like, so you know, first things first, on the stat line, it's gonna show three picks. But if we unravel that, you know, and we're you know, we're notorious for being cut through. Like we we, we don't care. You guys we hurt Brock Purdy last year. That's not nice. Right. Like we don't really care who you are, but at certain times we're getting better. Two of those picks weren't even Hurts' fault. The first one literally bounces off Goddard and the other guy catches yeah. it, right? But they give it to Hurts. So I just think he couldn't he couldn't find a consistent rhythm. Um and you know. I won't take a thing away from the Jets, you know, even in my yeah. own fantasy rights. Like, I have the Jets on my fantasy. That's <laughs> one of my defenses. Like, Williams and them are no joke. So it's not mm-hmm. as if – and the reality is, I think – I don't want to say it's a get-back game either because the, the thing that troubled me was they didn't have their two – literally, they didn't have their, their, their DBs, like, at all. So, you know, Sauce was out with a concussion. The other's out with a concussion. So – it was just that front, and, you know, I think it was a lot. Um, I'm not too concerned. I think Jalen has to figure out a way to really, really – he needs to find a better way to adapt to pressure. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Um, but I, I make a very inappropriate comment, but okay. Oh, um, <laughs> That man don't want you. <laughs> he does it. He has a very gorgeous <laughs> black queen, and I'm all for it. Uh, does he? I didn't even know. Oh, yeah. He do. Shawnee's need to cut it out. Chill out. He's like a child. Um, oh, right. Yeah. He like in his 20s. Exactly. 
Exactly. Uh, so one thing, so I'm curious, just your thoughts really quickly on Philly before we move on. Philly hasn't been dominating this season the way we kind of assumed that they would. And by dominating, I mean like really walking away with games like, you know, two score leads or anything like that. I mean, even with Washington, that wouldn't overtime. Like y'all were in a dogfight. And again, it's always going to be different when it comes to divisional opponents. Um, where do you see, cause like when you, you talked a little, we'll talk a little bit about a little bit of, about it more when we talk about the, un, the two undefeated teams that lost this week and got upset. When you look at San Francisco or someone like a Miami where, you know, these are really, really good teams and they're showing you they're extremely good. Like they're winning double digits. Like that's how they are. You're not really seeing that as much with Philly. Do you, that's not a cause for concern? No. Um, primarily because really quick, just, just to keep it in full perspective. So the Dolphins have a firepower offense, you know, on paper, I give them that, but let's look, let's actually, let me see if I can recall. Let's look at those victories. You beat the Panthers. You beat the Giants. They were supposed, well, they didn't beat us by as much as everybody else lost last week. But that's fine. You beat Denver. You beat New England. They embarrassed Denver. Right. If you they can't embarrass them. If you can't beat those four teams, you know, okay. I don't I'm not I'm not placing you in the category of high competitiveness in the moment. But then what happens? They get their first test in between those and they they lose badly, right? So you get smacked by the Bills. Then you lose. Um, you know, so what I'm saying by that is I'm not too worried about that. When you think about our challenges, the teams we played thus far, the defenses are far better. <laughs> um, and I think that even on the offensive side, they have the capability to put up points, right? And so, prime example, like, you know, I was always a big proponent, like, you know, the Redskins are not somebody, or the Commanders, rather, not somebody to play with. Like, it's not, you don't get out there and just, if you take them lightly, you will catch an L. So, I'm not looking at them in the same light that I'm looking at, let's be honest, the Panthers. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. They shouldn't be that way, on, you know, based on how they look on paper. But So I think our matchups are a lot closer than people may think. Um, and then, you know, for what it's worth, I mean, the, the three of us are here, and I think it's worth being said, even though it's just jumping far ahead. And I'll go pound, pound with anybody. The NFC East is always one of the most difficult, you know, conferences to be a part of, period. So, yeah, that's what I got to say to that. All right. All right. Well, look, I I I, I agree with some of your sentiment, but I'll I'll go ahead and move Rashad. Oh. Rashad, <laughs> you guys, you <laughs> Washington played Atlanta. We did. We did. <sighs> Whew, okay. I'm go ahead. Tell us about your game. Go ahead. Talk, <laughs> talk to uh okay. we, we did what we needed to do. We did what he, what we needed to do on the we road. Got that, we got that W. Oh like God. I said last week, I said last week, we're going to see what we're made out of after a disappointing a performance on at the Thursday against um, Chicago. You know, we had uh, some extra time, let it marinate, see what our guys were really made out of, uh, especially um, our defense. And and we got to see it um, uh, early on. It didn't look too promising. I think um, the Falcons, uh, I want to say their first drive. Uh, it, it was the first quarter. They they scored a touchdown on us. Um, we we went up three uh, zero. Falcons went up seven three. So immediately, um, 
we were like, here we go again. Um, but we buckled down and we we, we played uh, probably our second second best all in all defensive game uh, on the deep the uh, the the defensive side of the ball. We played probably our second best game, second to uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I think we had three turnovers. Uh, we had turnovers when we needed them, um, and it, it wasn't a overwhelming performance all in all in the team. Uh, the first half we we scored 17 points. Uh, second half we 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 only scored seven. A lot of that was I don't think this team is not really used to playing with the lead, so uh, it looked like we weren't used to playing with the lead uh, with some of the play calls. Um, uh in the second half and i think that that was the reason for you know uh uh the second half looking like that offensively but defensively we we did what we did like i said uh three turnovers um we went on the road against a team that what had a winning record and we got the win so uh hopefully we we take this momentum and we go forward uh sam howe uh if he can continue to play um turnover free football along with our defense playing solid like like they're they're supposed to do i think this is a very dangerous team uh and and that's what i expect going forward with sam howe each game getting a little more experience learning a little bit more learning what to do what not to do with the coaching of eric Bieniemy. um when he doesn't turn the ball over this guy is in my opinion very special and um this this team can do very special things how many sacks did he get because y'all haven't been protecting him either we haven't been protecting him that's a good question um i think we had we had three he was at about he was he had one more sack than daniel jones last we, week and he was we, at had three, we had three sacks we had three sacks um which is an, an improvement However, it's it, it three sacks is an improvement for our team. However, it it's still it's still a concern, um, being that I think Atlanta, uh, they're not, I think they only had two sacks going into the game or or something. They're they're not they're not uh, a, a team that gets a lot of sacks. So three sacks for them uh, is still a bit concerning. We were losing. We we did uh, lose one of our offensive lineman though um uh prayers out to him his, his wife had a, a mis miscarriage or something like that so mm -hmm. he missed the game so um whether or not that had anything to do with it, it probably didn't probably would have gave up more I mean, sex. <laughs> probably would still gave up three sacks so um it, that, that's something that we still need to work on and uh I, i'll take it three three is three it's a little better so hopefully next week uh, against the giants is two or um, it won't be. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> it's that. So I got to, I didn't get to watch the full game, but okay. I was watching it. I got to watch the first half and then I was watching Red Zone. Cause now I'm like, my, I just can't focus sometimes on one game. I'm like, I need to know what's going on everywhere. Um, yeah, Red Zone's too much for me. Cause I'm like, I want to watch the whole rhythm of the game. Red Zone, as soon as something impactful, it's like, we're taking right. Miami. We're going back here. I'm like, uh, but see, that is funny because I used to be like that. I'm like, I can't do red zone. It's just too much. But now sometimes I'll be like, all right, I want to see what's going on everywhere. Wait, it's, what's good happening? So I, I get sometimes too consumed in red zone. Um, but I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, I said this last week, Rashad, and I still feel what the same that? way after watching this game, which is 
I don't know what Washington is. Like, Washington is so wildly inconsistent. To see how dominant you guys were against Atlanta, it was like, okay, where was this 11 days ago? Like, against a a lesser team, right? Like, think about it. If you look at Chicago versus Atlanta, Chicago's technically a, a lesser team. Like, they hadn't had any... Like, they got their first win of the season with you guys, right? Then you have the uh what was the game there was another game before that y'all won and then you lost you know got that blowout from buffalo like my thing is the the inconsistency like to me do you feel washington now has an identity or they're trying to find it because over the last four games it's it's up and down you literally don't that's my biggest fear about going into next week right i know what my team is right yeah i don't know what washington is yeah and you know uh when when you're dealing with a a young quarterback and when you get blindsided by um, the poor defensive play, that's going to be that's going to be the case with this team. This team was built to have a strong defense, be able to run uh, well, run the ball effectively, and 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 just Sam don't screw it up for us. Um, Sam is doing a lot better than I think a lot of people anticipated. But the defense—he's not a rookie, though, is he? Uh, this is his second year, but he didn't play last year. He only played one game. So when you have the defense um, that is looking as bad as it's looking, um, which if anything was right with the Washington Commanders uh, historically uh, over the past few years, it was our defense. We always had a solid defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that's not the case now, that's why I think we are trying to find our identity. I think moving forward we will we made some changes uh we we sat our um first round pick emmanuel forbes he didn't i don't know if he even played this game he went from starting to not even playing um so uh, and a lot of the things i i i really believe defensively we can fix we gave up a lot of big plays so a lot of big plays come off of miscommunication here oh i thought the, i thought i was supposed to be here but i wasn't here you're giving up big plays once you watch film and you you do it too many times i think those things can be corrected so long as we can we the defense continues to improve i think to answer your question we will start to find our identity and we will start to be a little more consistent uh than we have been in the previous weeks leading um the previous weeks okay well, um, I'll go ahead and talk about my very disappointing <laughs> Giants. Um, I ne- I didn't go into this Buffalo game thinking we would win, but in weird Giants fashion, I was given some shred of hope after the first half because we shut out Buffalo. Because again, I look at every game and I take all the historical context, right? I see... If we're not better than Washington right now and Washington got blown out, what are they going to do to us, right? Especially because Buffalo had just had that loss in London, right? You can blame the travel. They were jet lagged, whatever, but they lost to the Jags. So I'm thinking, okay, hopefully we can do what we did in Miami and not get blown out, make it somewhat of a competitive game, but like just, just make it competitive. And when we find out Daniel Jones isn't playing, but Saquon may or may not, of course, he was in the being game time decision and does play. It's also Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod is a vet. 
He's been in the league forever. He's playing against his former team. He also still wears cornrows. So I, I have a strong feeling about quarterbacks that wear plaits and cornrows. It's, it's a recipe for doom. And so, you know, it's like, and also Tyrod can get hurt so easily. Like last year at the London game, he literally went in for a few snaps while Daniel Jones was in concussion protocol and he gets injured. Like, so I'm just thinking to myself at best, Tyrod should just not embarrass us. And if not, then who cares, right? Like we're playing with our backup quarterback, potentially our third string. I do, I'll start with the positives of the game. Tyrod was getting the ball out very quickly. Tyrod was showing flashes of Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo why he was drafted. Like he was getting the ball out super, super quick. Um, And because we had a lot of shift in our O-line, I do feel our O-line protected him a little bit better. And I do think as a veteran quarterback, you and, and what Tyrod has been with the organization long enough to know, like he knows what the hell is going on. So he's like, look, I got to get the ball out quick. I got to move. You know, if I don't see it, if I don't see it in my, you know, maybe first or second read, which is all you really have time to do, throw it away. Like he he's definitely I will say Tyrod was really good on, as far as ball protection. Um, I do think having. um Debo even talked about the fact that he's been doing a lot of different shifts with the O-line to figure something out. It looked better than it looked better this week than previous weeks, but it's still not good. Um, but whatever he's doing, he needs to continue to keep chess piecing it together and calling other folks off the couch because it worked <laughs> at least by giving giving Tyrod more time. Um I do think that the presence of Saquon made a difference, even though we did have two really good runs um, in the second half. Um, There is a difference in the offense when Saquon is there, when he's not, whether he's productive or not, there is a difference in the offense. I, I, I don't, he is a captain, so maybe it's that. Um, But he has some presence in the, in the locker room, a presence on the, uh, in the offense that we need, we need Saquon there and we probably need to just pay him. But there are two things that I didn't want to do, but I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to lean on it. Tyrod is also a veteran QB. Tyrod Taylor is 34 years old. 34. He's been in the league for, if I'm not mistaken, 14 years. Why are you running the ball on the one yard line when A, that wasn't even an, that wasn't even supposed to be an option for you? We have no timeouts. And I know maybe he was trying to play hero ball, like, oh, I'm going to give to Saquon. He's going to, you know, he'll get in for the touchdown and we'll, you know, like, I'll look like the hero. It was just such a stupid call. Like, it it, it wasn't supposed, that wasn't the call. Like, we saw how Debo, like, literally lost his, like, collective stuff because he was looking around like, who made that call? It was an absolute bonehead call. And, I mean, Tyrod, of course, admitted it at the podium, but, like, you don't make that call. It, it just was a bad play. I'm someone who's never even played football, let alone like on a professional level. And I knew that was a bad, like I'm watching it. Like, why are you? No, we could have gotten at least two, three plays off in that 14 seconds. And, and I don't know. I felt like there were certain decisions that Tyrod made that it's like, if you were a rookie, we can let that go. But like, dude, you've been in the league entirely too long to be doing stupid stuff like that. And at the end of the day, like the last call of the game, that pass interference call, I was really pissed about that. And the reason why I actually thought back last year, Rashad, to the game that 
um, the Giants and the Redskins uh, or the Commanders played. And this is not the this wasn't the tie game. This is a game we played after you guys came back off a of bye. Uh, the second time we played, and it was down to that questionable pass interference call in the end zone. Uh, so it was the second game last okay. year. So when that play happened, so I remember that because you guys got two penalties and got us in the red zone. That's how we won in that last score. The first one was uh, one of the wide receivers wasn't lined up correctly. Or no, one of the defensive players wasn't like the corner or somebody wasn't lined up correct. That got us like pretty much, I think, on like the five or four yard line. And then we didn't get a pass interference call or y'all wanted one. It was it was a very questionable pass interference call. Right. When you have certain calls that are really questionable. Right. Like you're kind of like, uh, uh, I, I don't know. You know, I don't think this is pass interference from this angle, from that angle. Every angle that was pass interference. Like every angle, Darren Waller was literally being pulled in the end zone the entire time. Um, it happened the first play. We got the pass interference call, and then we didn't get it the second time. And, yes, we know refs can screw up certain calls. At the end of the game where you're talking about, like, you know, a lot of these games do matter, especially for the Giants, like, we needed that win. Like, we really fucking need that win. And I would have rather if it was screwed up because it was just a bad play or Darren Rollins just did not make the pass, uh, didn't make the catch, cool. But you didn't allow that to happen, right? Like, it was it was a foul and it just didn't get called. And it was just really hard to swallow that loss. And, of course, in every game, there's tons of different spots. You can be like, well, if we would have did this, right? Like, if we could get in the end zone on the one damn yard line. Like, the one yard line any like if it was the eagles that's an automatic touchdown yeah but we got an indefensible play so you right know. <laughs> but right. but 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 these are also athletes these are this to me what the eagles do on the one what they do on a fourth and one a third and two like with the what are you what do you call the brotherly shove the tush push whatever you want to call it it's also used to be called the quarterback sneak like it's not <laughs> what you got, what yeah. you guys have been able to do is make it, like you said, indefensible. But that play, that quarterback sneak or whatever, those are that's been done since it's been done, right? Well, like it has, but I will say it takes, you know, one of the things about football that I love so much is that the very basic, almost the seemingly, you know, frivolous takes an um, immense amount of skill. Yeah. And to your point, so what you're talking about last night, if you watch the game, I'm immediately thinking of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. That gets stuffed. Like, it ain't as easy. You know, people think, oh, you know, uh, Hurts is just up there. He's that is awesome. You see, half the TVs are on the other side, just basically punching him, like, you're not coming over here. And but, 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 but remember, like, think about like Tom Brady. Like, he was. He was one of those quarterbacks that was known where if he's doing a quarterback sneak, it was automatic. Tom Brady was one of those quarterbacks that it was a, that was an automatic play for yeah, them. Yeah, that that yes, that's true. We also have to keep in mind that's because you know Tom Brady probably has a hundred yards rushing in his entire career. Like you know, he, he got to be able to at least do the sneak because you know if you trap him, he's not running. Um, right, 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 but. But what I, my point is, like, 
to me, Tyrod just made a lot of in some of the good that he did in that game, I don't think even if Daniel Jones was in the game, that's kind of the also the part I'm at. I'm like, I don't think if Daniel Jones was in the game, that game would have been any different. That's the shitty part. No, I think here's my take on it. Really brief. I, you know, I, you know, I, I disagree slightly. Okay, change my mind. You know, what was enlightening about that was that one Tyrod showed he still got some juice in the tank. Just, just a little juice. Yeah, yeah. but. But two, Tyrod was able to come in, and I think that that nuance, that difference, especially with Saquon coming back and almost running for 100 when you come back, mixed with Tyrod, it made the Giants a legitimate, even if ever so slightly, it made them a legitimate run-pass threat in the sense that, you know, Tyrod can run. Saquon can run. Yeah, people are going to say Daniel's athletic, but, you know, even in his age now, Tyrod is pretty athletic. I mean, if he wants to get out, he'll get out. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a lot of defenses have Daniel Jones's number. That's the other thing. With Tyrod, it's not so much, you know, there's not, it just is not as much action, right? So he was able to come out and really kind of exploit certain things in the defense. But the thing, too, is the Bills are notoriously known for if you can start running downhill on them, everything kind of falls to pieces. And that's definitely what I And saw. I mean, look look at what we kept them to, right? Like, in, even, even in the Miami game, right? Like, we kept Miami to 31. The Bills only scored 14. And that was, that was what, in the fourth quarter at that? That they even started scoring. I mean, I even watching Josh Allen talk in the presser, I don't think he didn't sound or talk like he won a game. He was literally like in his, like he was just like, yeah, you know, I mean, and it's like, you did just win a game. You know that, right? Like he didn't even sound like he won because I think he, in his mind, he knows that they, he lost that game. That wasn't his best game. It was, it was actually a, a very terrible performance. Um, when I look at Josh Allen and I wish our defense could have gotten a good takeaway um, similar to uh, the Miami game, like being able to take advantage of Tua, but I, I don't know. I was it was one of those games like years ago. I used to have a really bad problem with the bad Giants loss, like being able to shake it. It took me a minute to shake this game. I was so pissed, like very, very, very pissed. Um, but we don't know if we're getting Daniel Jones back um, on Sunday. Um, they still haven't quite said what it is. So, but we'll talk about that a little later once we get into next week's matchup. But yeah, I mean, the Giants are really, really bad. And I just don't quite see any, I don't see a glimmer of hope, right? Like, oh, we'll say Kron is back. Maybe we can lose again. Like, I just don't, I don't quite see it yet for us. But we also play Washington. And I think, you know, like each week there's like, oh, this is the game. Like, this is a test. I think our biggest test is going to be against Washington. And and I say that because it's hard to plan for a team that is very inconsistent, but at the same time, it's a divisional game. And like you said, Torn, like anything can happen in this division. Anything can happen in this division. Um, but look, we'll move on into some uh, – we talked a little bit about it, which was the Eagles and 49ers are no longer undefeated. Did y'all watch the 49ers game? Against the Browns, I did. I did. I, um, I was I, I was flipping back and forth between that game and um, a couple of others, but yeah, I, I watched. I watched. 
Somebody. Yeah, I I was I was a little shocked to be honest. Um, the 49ers game, like I didn't know the Browns defense was that good. Yeah, like they, I had no clue. <laughs> but I mean, part of this is just it's it's right matchups are coming in and exposure. Like the NFL knew to a point, you know, the scheduling knew what they were doing with some of these games. But I think. I'm glad this happened to the Niners at this moment so they could, you know, so some of them could just calm down. Because first of all, you lose. So, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm happy that the Eagles lost at this moment. That's fine. But I'm going to tell you this. Y'all can calm the hell down. With Debo exiting and uh, what's his name? Christian Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. With exiting. Brock Purdy is launched immediately into a situation that he quite honestly was not prepared for. And that's what I'm glad that the light finally came on. Mm. He looked like when them two left, that boy looked scared. <laughs> it was just out he there. He did look lost. It, it was giving deer in headlights. Like right. he was just like. When he still had a good team. Like right. he still had a good right. team. You know, seemingly he was shook. And I'm sitting there like, okay. Now we can step off of Brock Purdy as this immaculate quarterback. No, he's just a quarterback functioning in a very well high-octane offense that's set to win. Um, because if he doesn't get McCaffrey back, and if and if Debo don't play. So here's my thing. I think the thing is San Francisco is super loaded. They're not a team like – I see Brian is in here, so I'm going to talk shit about Dallas. They're not like Dallas, where if you lose two of your maybe four, like two of your three main stars, you really pretty much don't have it. San Francisco is still super loaded, right? Like they still have Brandon Ayuk. They still have George Kittle. Like they also still have other players who can make good plays. They still oh. have Warner. They still have Ushak. They're no longer. What makes, what had them as the ceremonial Swiss army knife was the fact that you had to that literally everything. game plan for, you know, four yeah. first ballot, you know, pro bowlers. It's different now. Now, you know, I can, I can game plan for Ayuk, <laughs> check and, and Kittle, you know, but when you add right. it to, it's, it's, it makes it a lot more difficult. So I just think it's a lot. It's going to be, it's going to take Shanahan, you know, he's going to have to do a little bit more preparation. Oh, no, I totally agree. Like I said, for me, I did, I actually did watch that whole game. Um, that, and like I said, I was watching that and, and again, still on red zone. I was, like I said, I was just wildly shocked, right? Like you're talking about this offense and this team that's generally putting up 30, 40 points on folks. What was the game down to what it was 17 19? Like they 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 did not even look close to a team um that was the same. And even some of the very odd commentary on uh Twitter or Twitter X, whatever you know it's called, I thought it was very weird that like people were like, Oh, look, San Francisco's not that good. And I'm like, dude, they lost by a missed field goal. It's also not like they just got blown out. It was a very low-scoring game, very defensive game. Um, and to me, even with the Browns, like, they didn't have Deshaun Watson. And they still looked – I mean, they were still a legitimate team that was 
going against one of the best teams in the NFL, right? Not just the NFC, but like the NFL in total. To me, I wonder if the Browns are looking at themselves like, did we literally pay Deshaun Watson to do what pretty much any quarterback can do? <laughs> I don't know. And and again, even with the Jets, right? Like the Jets losing to the Eagles, if Aaron Rodgers was playing, I would have been like, oh, of course that's going to happen, right? Like the Jets are going to be a legit team. Like, again, they have a really good defense. They have a lot of young, really good young players. But it's also Zach Wilson who generally gives the ball to everybody's team. Like he makes sure that everyone gets the ball and can score. So I was a little shocked on that. Um, but yeah, those are the two games I thought were really interesting when it came to, um, even though, again, I think there were two calls in the 49ers game that I thought also changed the momentum of what they had going in. And again, gave the Browns more of an opportunity to win that game. Um but yeah, there are no longer any undefeated teams, but Carolina, have y'all watched any Carolina games? Yes. Yeah. I mean, no, not really. I mean, I just look at the, the fantasy. I just look at the fantasy. I mean, but sure. I will say this about the two undefeated teams. I'm a, yeah. I mean, the two undefeated teams that lost, I'm going to clap my hands. <laughs> just, just because as a former defensive player. Oh, gosh. It is so, it makes me so happy. Oh my God. To see that you can still win games with good old defense. We had two of the, the, yeah, the, the high flying offenses of the NFL, high power offenses, both lose to two backups. Two yeah. Backup quarterbacks. Zach Wilson, although he started last year, he's a backup. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. That Deshaun is Watson, true. Deshaun Watson was out. P.J. Walker, a backup. Both was P.J. Walker with Washington? Who was he with last Carolina year? Carolina last year, I believe. But P.J. Walker, I think he was like in the XFL or something like that. He, he's played, but then he was with Carolina last year. Um, he was with Carolina, oh, but he he he's a he he was a solid he he's a solid uh, solid solid player. Um, but that's what I wanted to say about this. You got two defenses. You it, it still shows you that defense can win championships, and you know the NFL has it. So you can even say that about the Dallas Chargers game last night. I mean, literally, Dallas's defense saved that game. I can, you you can say that. Uh, can I, yeah, it. I think I think I think I think Herbert 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 missed some throws. Herbert missed some throws to uh, Keenan McCarthy. I mean, not Keenan McCarthy, but Keenan Allen twice. He had he yeah. had Keenan. Allen on two double moves. Uh, well, Herbert's also a choke artist. We saw what he did in the playoffs. Oh, nah, he he's legitimately hurt though. I mean, he had the broken. But that's on, that's, yeah, but on that's his, his non throwing. That's on his non throwing hand. Yeah, he's, not, he's acting all. He's acting different. He just that's acting, on his non throwing hand. Throwing. So I mean, Dallas Dallas played good defense. Um, Dallas played good defense. Uh, Chargers played the good defense. Um, but I think the Chargers left some points off the board. And Absolutely. they literally left some points off the board. Uh, going for it when you take the points. I'm t- I'm tired of these these coaches not taking these points. You yeah. you got the offense work this hard to get all the way down in the opposing team's side of the field just to come up with zero. At that point, you you tie the ball game up. Yeah. And at that point, I mean, yeah, you lo- you end up losing by three. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah. so. 
I mean, because I feel the same way about the Giants, right? Like, we're on the one, and yeah, obviously it looks like, hey, we should be able to get at least two plays off, and then if we can't, hey, we kick the field goal, we go right. up by 12. And that that, that, that should have been, like, I mean, that should have yeah. been the plan. Uh, the plan. Tyrod made a bonehead decision. Yeah. Um, but like you said, but you're leaving points on the board, you're leaving, right? You're leaving or on the field. Yeah. yeah. You got to go for You have to get the points unless, I mean, in my mind, you know, in certain situations this week, there were teams that needed to go for it. Just because, like the Browns, for instance, I mean, when you're dealing with a high-powered offense where you almost can guarantee they're going to try to come down and score, you got, I understand that. But, no, for the Dallas game, yeah, I just I didn't understand that. And especially because in certain instances, I'm going to take the points and dare that mm -hmm. offense. You know that isn't right that isn't necessarily always firing all cylinders itself to score on me. Like I think people have just completely let the floor out of some of their own defenses. It's like, look, I'm gonna take these points, and I I got faith. That, that yeah. was, that's exactly what the Jets did. The Jets played us up and was like, you know, we're not gonna run from it. Um, but I think a lot of quarterbacks gave help. You know, like Sha mentioned. Justin overthrew the ball a, a few times. I mean, there were a few yeah. wide open. I mean, Keenan just out there. Or underthrew it. Um, like, right, right. dudes out here like, wait, it's back there? Like, <laughs> Right, right. And then also, just like I mentioned with the Eagles game, like, I mean, you've got some receiving cores that are pretty, you know, we're not going to say indefensible, but when it's time to get off the line, like, you know, they're open within a three-second margin, and yeah. you've got to hit them. Like, I mean, you know, so. No, I, I agree with you. But actually, you know, that's interesting. We can go right into this next one. Ooh, we might actually get all three of my topics in. The identity of the NFC East. I thought this was very interesting. Um, I was watching Good Morning Football. That's my little morning rituals, my breakfast. I'm eat, I'm looking at my emails, and I like to get Good Morning Football, right? Like, I just want to hear, like, what's on the and one of the questions they had said, you know, it was like, what is the identity of the NFC East, right? Like you have the Eagles, which we many people had running away with this division, and they're still on top of the division, but the Eagles don't look the same way that they did last year. You have Dallas, which we know Dallas is going to be good. That's never the question. It's never the question, is Dallas going to win a bunch of games? Yeah, they win a bunch of games every year. But to me, I don't see any progress from last year to this year specifically at the quarterback position and you're going to have to start paying Dak a lot of money to give you just a bunch of wins during the regular season and you're not even getting divisional titles which to me mean absolutely nothing um you have Washington like I said who's been wildly inconsistent all year where I don't think whether they're playing the Eagles whether they're playing um oh that's what it was like they played the Eagles hard one game and then you know get blown up by like Buffalo. Like there's just so much inconsistency and the giants who should be better than this. Like technically we should be better than what we are. We are one in five. Like we are, we can't buy our way into the end zone. Like I, I, it's disturbing that, you know, Brian Dayball gets these guys. We get a really, you know, I think there's a lot of potential in Jalen Hyatt, um, as a receiver, though he's a rookie, like they're not giving him the ball enough. But also Daniel Jones, you can't give the ball to Hyatt down the field when you literally have half a second or a second to get the ball out of your hands. So I don't know. I don't know if the I, I, like you said, Torn, you said it earlier, like, you know, the NFC East is always going to be a harder division to be in. Um, but I also don't think the NFC East has an identity really yet. But what are your thoughts on this? 
I mean, so the first things first, one of the reasons why the NFC East is the most difficult always has been, in my opinion, or for a while, it's our scheduling. Unlike many conferences, we don't run. And what I mean by that is when you get towards the middle or the end, like the Eagles consistently play the Giants by week, the Giants, the Cowboys by week, you know, two yeah. games. Three games Actually, we had that. It was like we play Washington by week, Washington. We, we, we run right back to back. So you are literally, you know, having to solidify that you can beat your team, you know, a team in our conference. Like you are a division. You are really saying, you know, no, I can beat you know, the commanders, like we did it here and we did it there. Um, and I think, I think the division though is, has an identity and the identity is pretty, um, I, I like to say consistent. I won't say even yet, even kill yet, because I am very disappointed in the Redskins defense. Their offense to me is one of the more underrated when everybody is in sync. Just when you look at the firepower, right? When you think about what, you know, Jahan and, you know, Scary Terry, all of them can do, Samuel can do. But I think, you know, it's the Eagles to lose. And I'm not just saying that. But I think the Cowboys are always there because that's the other beauty is that when you talk about division play, it doesn't matter how good we are. If we it can't, doesn't. We can't beat the Cowboys twice. <laughs> um, it and it's, uh, you know, because if they beat us twice, you know, and they, you know, and they have their other wins, you know, they could very well win the division. So I think we're trending up um, from a few years ago when Ooh, you know, that 2020 NFL, season, like, we don't talk about yeah, that. It was like the That's worst. Like we yeah. don't talk about Bruno. We don't right. talk about that 2020. Um, but I will say this, the Eagles, and then I'll turn over the Eagles. We, we play our best ball when we are shadowed and forsaken. When you think back to our Super Bowl year, 2017, we went 4-0, then we lost. Then we won another 6-7, or seven, then we lost again. Our record was very strong, but everybody discounted us. Then we got to the game against the Vikings. They scored right off the front, came down, the, marched down the field. Kyle Rudolph caught the touchdown pass, and then that was it. And from that moment, boom. So for us, we're like, hey, we're in a good position. We feel like our defense is trying to find its own. For us, no excuses, but the, the health thing is real. We've yeah. got vets on the O-line and D-line, and keeping them healthy is a task. Like Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, you know, Grant, like, you know, they are, Kelsey they are, right, healthy. we're giving them flowers. Like, they old. Like, people got to realize, like, Fletcher Cox, Fletcher Cox been playing since I was in high school. People, I don't think people realize, like, damn near, like, these people were old. Like, <laughs> and so I think, you know, I think we'll be all right. You know, what do you think, Rashad? What do you think the identity of the NFC is? Uh, TBD. It's, it's, <laughs> it's TBD right now. <laughs> to, to be determined. Um, I think uh, it's it's looking. Um, I think we're a little overrated right now, just for the simple fact that oh, um, we we're underperforming. Uh, based off of the hype for, I mean, just as a total division uh, coming yeah. into the season. And um, last year, you couldn't say that because last year we were getting attacked NFC least, right? But what we did was we shocked a lot of people. We put yeah. three three teams into the playoffs, right? 
And it uh, could have been like honestly, y'all were right at the door. And we were right there, right? We were yeah. right there, um, fighting for a, a, a position into the playoffs. So, you know, the the expectation last year was so low with the NFC lease title and everything like that. And mm-hmm. we just blew right past that, right? Uh, we all the teams that we put into the playoffs last year got a, at least one victory. Eagles um obviously went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Dallas beat Tom Brady. Was that last Finally. year? Yes. Yeah. Dallas yes. beat they, Tampa they beat Bay. The oldest quarterback. <laughs> right. And um, you all beat Minnesota. So every team even got a, a win. Every everybody got a win in the playoffs. So what does that do? It it puts the expectation for the division this year. Everybody's pretty much coming back, right? Everybody's yeah. quarterback that made it to the playoffs is, is returning. So you you expect everybody to, you know, take that step. Um, Eagles. Let's let's get to them. They're five and one, but they 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 haven't looked like we would expect them to look. Jalen Hurts, starting with Jalen Hurts, he's uh, second, and all although in his defense, like Torrin mentioned, some of those interceptions aren't his fault. Yeah, but the stats are going to be stats. We didn't give Dak a pass last year when he led the league in interceptions, having okay. missed five games. Everybody says something about it. Brian will appreciate you saying that. (laughs) You know, so um, we can't give Jalen Hurts a pass neither. He the stats are the stats. He has seven interceptions right now, uh, three in one game, uh, and you know he didn't get it done. Yes, uh, uh, Sunday when he had the ball and he could have. All he needed was a field goal to win the game. He couldn't get it done. So that's one. Cowboys are are not looking is good either um i think the 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 problem for them is going to continue to be running the ball um they couldn't get uh they couldn't get anything going on the ground yesterday um against well was it yesterday yeah well yesterday against the Chargers. they couldn't really get anything on the ground um and they're supposed to have a really good offensive line and you couldn't tell you you can't tell their offensive line (laughs) does not look like they're supposed to look and you get to us our strength is supposed to be our defense it's not the case and it's not consistent i don't think you guys don't have a good defense i just don't think it's consistent. yeah it, it, it hasn't it 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 hasn't come to play consistent enough um to live up to the billing and you know that all falls under expectations whether it, all the expectations for strength of these teams aren't living up to the hype I 100% and, agree. And with and with you all, I mean y'all are fat one and five. So it's not much to, it's not much to be said. I don't think y'all scored it. I don't think y'all scored a, a touchdown in two games. So you know our, we, offense, we, our offense has not scored a touchdown in three games. Our offense has not scored yeah. a touchdown in two in two games. In and we we expected at least y'all to score a touchdown in the game. Y'all like <laughs> Every, y'all not even <laughs> everyone should. But what I'll say, what I'll just say to that is, I concur with everything Shaz said. Yeah. I think, the I think one... actually that was the best thing. I, I, you're no, right. I think the hype, the hype was there, and I don't think any of the teams have shown. No, not what they could hype. be, but I yeah. will this right. or what they should that, have been on paper. Right, right. But I will say this for me in my final words. I think that's what makes us. That's what makes me energized is the fact that the difference between the top of the NFC East and the bottom of the NFC East is we ain't showing you what we should. And we five and one. <laughs> so I got two folks. We five and one. 
And you saying, oh, y'all, y'all ain't as y'all ain't even as good as, as we think y'all gonna be or could be. So for me, I take that because at the end of the day, you know, every every win wasn't pretty, you know. But yeah, you know, man. like commanders definitely take that dub they got this Sunday. You know, right. was it it might not have been what people <laughs> wanted, but sure. you know, when you see one of those, you know, they look like this, Shanice. You ain't seen one of those <laughs> like that. We're an asshole for that. Um but I mean, think about Dallas. It's the same way. Like Dak was like, "Thank you, God." But I think he legit felt that way. Like, "Oh my God, we we should have probably lost this." Well, you know, me, me, me and Shad know perhaps one of the most the the deepest running Cowboy fans, Mike. And you know, oh, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard dealing with Cowboys fans. I love my, I love my brother Jeff. They it's hard because they they be like, you know. Just do no wrong. But I say after this. San Francisco, they were ready to just like, of course, destroy Dak, which rightfully so they should. And then all of a sudden, I was like, watch, they'll win a game against the Chargers, which again, in my mind, I'm like, you should win against the Chargers. And all of a sudden, we're back to Super Bowl. How do we how do we this. jump from like the, the pendulum is ridiculous? I hate to use the C word, but I don't know what it is. I, I do believe that curse. Like it because it don't really matter. It don't really matter what they do every year. No, no, like literally, there's no, there's no, I don't believe there's any um stat or longer running stat. Like they have not done anything. 28 years, I think. Yeah. Like we're about, years now. Wait, like close to my, like, yeah, like we are all in our 30s, like close to our birth. Like this is like not for like not Chinese, but yeah. <laughs> So wow! Wow! Okay, folks right, act like they weren't born in the '80s. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. No, no, I'm got it. That's fine. That's he skirted. Fine. He skirted in right there at the end. <laughs> Still got that eight though. But okay, got it. Got it. Well, look, let's. I'm gonna do this last one real quick. Now, look, we talked about you know the identity team. Now, these are the teams that are under the radar, and I was just trying to be clever with the emojis. So these are all the 5 and one teams. You got the Dolphins. You have Kansas City. That's supposed to be an arrow. Get it? Arrowhead? Okay. Uh, Eagles, Lions, and 49ers. Of these teams that are still 5-1, and one, many of these teams are 5-1 and one and, and look 5-1. and one. Which of these under-the-radar teams do you think are pretty scary? And I know who mine is, but I want to I get you guys' take on, on these teams. So the, these these teams aren't under the radar, right? These these teams. There's are, one over here that definitely is. It, actually, two that are kind of technically flying under the radar. On this list that you got right here with the emotions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, th- I mean, all these teams are. I mean, are contenders in my yeah. in my opinion. Like, I think none of these teams are floating under the radar. I think all these teams are getting the national pub. Like Dolphins. I mean, they got the best record in the league, and then. Of course, um, Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, they, they're talked about all the time. Eagles, obviously a contender, talked about all the time. Lions. Oh, that's who I would pick. Yeah, the Lions. Thank Lions, you. But Lions are, Lions Thank are you. They're no longer They're no longer under the radar. And coming into the season, they were, people were. They were, were not, fa- no, they were not no. favored. A lot of people yes. thought Minnesota. But no, you know, no, no, no. People were on the, the Lions train before the season so. started. I think both they, of y'all are right. For, they were on it. I mean, at least, at least on, on the, the ESPN uh, broadcastings, they were 
a lot of people were on the bandwagon for the Lions, uh, especially with Aaron Rodgers leaving uh, the division and people always being low on Kirk Cousins. Like, and the and the Lions finished the season very strong, and they they had a great draft. So that a real good momentum um, when they left. So out. yeah, I think I, I think they none of these teams, in my opinion, are under the radar. Um, I guess to answer your question, Shanice, in the way you probably imagined it, I would say the Lions, from the perspective of most people, are going to look at this list and say. Oh, I don't want to play the Dolphins. I don't want to play the Chiefs. I don't want to play the Eagles. I don't want to play the. You don't want to play the Lions, because Jared Goff would throw that. He's throwing that top off and that defense, and they have a nasty appetite for a, a, a battle. Like they 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 like to get in there and have you know a 10, 12, 15, 18 type game and be okay. Like they like those kind of wins. Like like Chad was just saying. You know, the Eagles, we we sludging along and we ain't up to our full potential. Like, the, the Lions that come out and say, look, you know, give me two touchdowns and a field goal, golf. We'll do the rest on defense. And, like, I don't want to, you know, I that's who I don't – yeah. So, the reason why I said this is because I feel – so, here's the thing with the Chiefs. I think because the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and they are good, the reason why I say under the radar is because – the Chiefs, I think, had that problem of just being that team that's always good and nobody talks about them, right? Like, I used to teach. And the smart kids get the least amount of attention because they're smart. Like, what do I need to do? Like, you're my good kid. You're going to be done first. Like, I think that's how people treat the Chiefs. It's like, oh, the Chiefs are good. Patrick Mahomes is good. Like, the Chiefs haven't really been very splashy outside of all this, like, ridiculous, unnecessary Taylor Swift crap, right? But, like, they were in a dogfight with, with the Jets, like let's and when Robert Sala said that, people were like, "Oh, but y'all lost." It's like, no, what he said was embarrassed, right? Like y'all, you didn't have your best quarterbacks come in here and just dog walk us up and down the field. Like we, we showed their human side, right? And so I think that went over some folks' head, but he's right. Like Patrick Mahomes is still playing good. But he's not playing, to me, again, similar to the Eagles, he's not playing as great as he is. But because they're winning, I feel like nobody's really talking about them. And like I said, for me, it's Detroit. Like, that is the right answer, Rashad. It is Detroit. Detroit Lions are playing lights out. I think Detroit Lions is playing. The Detroit is playing scary good. They're in, they are lucky to be in a division where everybody is very bad. Um, so, I mean, I had them taking the division, and I think clearly they're – obviously going to do that um but they're five and one and when I put this together I totally forgot that they were five and one I knew they were good but I had thought they at least lost like two games or something but I was like oh shit Detroit's five and one like okay we they, no, they're in that I, same series everybody else I hey I don't disagree I think that this Detroit team is a very good team um and I think they they play very well for their coach I think they like their coach like their coach has that energy about them that you know, he makes uh, certain coaches just make you want to really just play for him. So I think he's one of those coaches. But, um, yeah, I agree. I think Lions are a good team. I don't think they're – no with the best record in the league, I don't think you can be under the radar anymore. You, you, you're – everybody is taking notice of you now at this point. Um, so I, 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 I agree that that team is good, but I just disagree with them being under the radar. I think – they put the league on notice, but we're really going to see what they're about. They had they they take on a um they take on um Baltimore next week, so 
that's gonna be a good that's gonna be a good uh test for them i mean they, so far i mean when you look at their schedule yes they beat the chiefs um but but as we mentioned chiefs aren't playing too great right now but they did beat the chiefs defending champs um so we have to respect that win um but other than that i mean they they took a loss to um the seahawks and they beat the falcons who we we also beat they beat the packers who aren't i mean it's a division game but the packers aren't i mean the packers of of recent um they beat the panthers which is trash uh, which is trash and they beat the buccaneers i mean with baker mayfield i'm not taking anything away from them let's just see what they do against baltimore uh, a team with that's well coached uh, a, a good defensive team and a superstar stud at, at the quarterback position. Let's see okay. what they do. Let's see what they do against uh, Baltimore. Okay. Well, look, we got we're running low on time, and I know Torrance said he has he has to run. So look, we're going to talk week seven. It'll be quick because Washington and the Giants we play. But Torrance, we'll let you go first. Uh, Philly and Miami. What are, what are your thoughts? And again, like you said, you're talking about Miami with the fat. What do they have? Like the fastest offense in the NFL right now? Yeah, yeah they bad. got the fastest offense, but I know when they face a good defense, things start to slow down. So I'm thinking it's going to be a, it's actually going to be a low scoring affair. I think it's going to be a defensive affair. I see us winning, but I do see us winning late. Um, mm. and we definitely going to reach out and touch to her that I know. So, oh, yeah, I do. Look, he'll he'll give you one thing about Tua, he's good, but he'll give you the ball. Like he'll, he'll give you the ball at some point. We'll take it all day. You know, we need some of our key key players back. You know, big play Slay, and you know Lane Johnson. Everybody, there's a lot of nicknames. There's a lot of nicknames. We got a lot of them, boy. You know, Blankenship. You know, Reed Blankenship actually went to MTSU, which. I got my PhD from. So he, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of we got a lot of stuff out there, but I project a I project a win. Uh low score. So you you said a late win by what? Two, three? I think three. Seven. I'd be surprised 21-24. Okay, okay. Rashad, we playing each other. We Giants, got Giants Washington. Yeah, I you know, I think that we're going to carry that momentum from last week uh up to New York and 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 beat beat the giants i don't think that we're going to um blow you all out i think it, i think it, it might be a close game um as long as it's not a tie i can't do a tie yeah i can't do a tie neither i think it'll be a close game i think we'll pull away maybe by 10 or 13 in the second half um we we always like to end streaks like the 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 bears didn't win uh, their last 14 games, and then they beat us. Um, y'all haven't scored in two games, so I think y'all y'all offense will score a touchdown against us, unfortunately. We'll be the team that lets y'all score a touchdown. Yeah, the Redskins going to win. Yeah. By, I, I believe the Redskins going to win by at least 14, but I do. First off, 14, first off did nobody ask well, Saquon, Saquon, Saquon's going to score twice. Saquon going to score a touchdown, which I don't mind because I do have him on my fantasy team. So. <laughs> He gonna score twice. Conflict of interest right there. I, I want him to score a touchdown and do good, but in a losing effort. Uh, I think. I think. Yeah. I think we pull away. I don't think more than fourteen. I think it's gonna be in that ten to thirteen range because I, I think our offense is gonna be able to put points up, and y'all are just not. As the game goes on, y'all are just not gonna match it because uh, y'all, y'all offense and y'all are uh, 
weak at the offensive line right now. We are too, but we've been dealing with that situation all season. So I we think have two. What do you prepared. But y'all are y'all have guys that have just recently went down. So I I think yeah I think you know we have one of we we do still mm-hmm. no matter what people say or what you've seen we still have one of the the most dominant defensive fronts in the NFL. And I think that is going to show on Sunday. Well, I, I think of it this way. It's like you said, I think it's going to be tough torn. I think you've lost your marble time off 14, but um, <laughs> no, I, I love that too. I love that too. I, I do think that. at the end of the day, like it is an NFC matchup. It really is de- depending on who's going to start. I think if Tyrod is working with, you know, the first team, if he if they are game planning with him starting, I think it's going to look a little different. The offense is going to look different. The offense looked different this past week. Um, so I think it'll be good. We'll I think we're watching the game together in in the in DC. So well, we shall see. But look, I know Torrance ago. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Um, if y'all have social and want to share, go ahead and, and share where folks can follow you. You can follow me on at Facebook, Rashad Fox. If you're uh, Facebook or, or Instagram. I don't I ain't really on Instagram yet, but if you want to follow me before I get everything started, Rashad B Fox Instagram. But yeah. Tomorrow, what did you have? At TL Gadson. Uh, All right, and you don't follow me on Instagram, Torn, and I feel a type of way, but we're gonna follow call him out. Oh, look at you. You must not be following him. I know I do, but I um, tell you, yeah. no, look at her. She just be, don't. Okay, I'm, I'm about to say no, not my personal page for this page. Oh, I ain't know this. Oh, oh uh, I anyway. follow that too. Here she goes. See, she okay. I'm having okay. I was trying to I was trying to find you and I couldn't find you. Anyway, out, man. God dragged me on national syndication. So anyway, thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for listening. This is Let's Talk Football. Which I need some friends with my friend Tor and Rashad this week. Thank y'all so much. Uh, and bye. Bye. Yeah.